Welcome to Much More Muchier with Pup Duffy and Kara Lane, an Odd Imagination production. Today, I am here speaking with the ever lovely Damon Hillen. Uh, he is the founder of Hillen Entertainment, and he has produced what, like, for what, 14, 15 years now? Yeah, correct. Films? Over 30 something films. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, and I think the most fun part and the part that a lot of people don't know, your hero's journey is inspirational because you got stripped from, you like literally lost everything and then you rose from the ashes. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's a phenomenal story and um, it's, it's very inspirational. So if you wouldn't mind giving like our audience a little bit about like where you came from to get to where you're at now. Sure, absolutely. So, you know, when I was a younger, young buck, um, I was wanting to be in entertainment, fashion, you know, I'm going to be a model, I'm going to be an actor, I'm going to do just cool stuff, right? Um, it gave me the ability to travel the world. I got to see all over, you know, I lived in Italy, Germany, Greece, Japan, I did all this. Um, and then I wasn't connecting, with, it wasn't resonating with me, right? And I was just like mid-tier. It wasn't, it wasn't like, it gave me the ability to travel, but it wasn't uh, giving me what I needed internally. So um, I then went into business and I decided to just study myself. And I went into mortgage and real estate where I became very successful very quickly, but then 2008 happened and I lost everything that I had. It all just went away overnight. So I lost my house. I lost my fiance at the time. Like I literally lost everything. Um, my sister was currently working at CAA in, uh, in Los Angeles, had like a 300 square foot studio apartment in West Hollywood. And she says, I know that you're hurting right now. Why don't you come up here and try to do something in the entertainment industry, but blend business and entertainment, just not in front of the camera because I'm, I, that's not for me. Um, so I said, okay. And then I was uh, around that time, one of my dear friends who was a real estate investor, he wanted to do something in the entertainment industry. So he's like, I'm going to give you some money. Let's do something. Let's figure it out. You know, he just believed in me and we just came, came up with a vision. What are we going to do? We're going to do a documentary and I'm going to follow team ropers around the United States. And so I learned real quickly that I have no clue what I'm doing. I literally put together, I put together the whole entire production on Craigslist just because once, once I called like a camera operator, I'm like, I need a camera operator. The camera operator is like, well, you know, who's doing your data intake? Well, who's doing sound? And I'm like, wow, you need a bunch of stuff. I thought it was just, a, you need a camera person and you go shoot stuff. That's not the case. Um, so I learned very quickly that I don't have any clue what I'm doing, but I do like what I'm doing. And uh, during that production, I ended up finding a story that had a lot of meaning behind it, which 
then led to me being able to find uh get in with a management company that shopped it and then we 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 sold the idea to an executive producer um it fizzled out down the road but that was like my real stepping that was the stepping stone that i i used in order to like this is what i want to do for the rest of my life i'm 27 years old and i then went to go work for a film company for free because nobody nobody would look at me i couldn't get an intern job i couldn't get like this was a, i found a producer ryan ryan r johnson and he he took me under his wing you know a casting director shannon mccanian she called him up and and said ryan i got a guy that he's like he's hungry he's he's like a freight train i need you to meet him he's got potential ryan met me and he's like okay let's i'll help you so ryan put me on the path to understanding what is what is being a producer like how do you put together the movie from the business perspective to packaging right and uh you know that's what started my journey so i did that for years I, I i worked for free and i worked at a bar and i i was like i just remember every day going and just praying that i didn't have to work in a bar anymore and i did that day in and day out and then um finally i was able to get this movie this is my first movie here a stranger in paradise and i keep it close by because for me to get to this movie right here was a struggle. And I remember being shut down so many times and people just like, you know, it, it was hard, but it's a reminder that you just have to keep going. And that's, and that's, that's why I keep that there. I'll always keep this film close by because that's what started me on my journey. Right. And I get that. I do. I, I, I sincerely do. Um, because two years ago, if you were to ask me that I'd be here doing this, what I'm doing right now, it'd have been yeah. like, this is ridiculous. Like, yes, I've grown up loving movies my whole life. And yes, it's like, man, it would be so cool to talk to these people and get their vision on things and where they came from with it. But never in my life did I actually think I would be able to be here talking to like you, to Brandon, to Casper, to like, you know, uh, Lou is he's my white whale. Eventually I will get Mr. Mandalore in and I will oh, talk yeah. to him. He's, yeah. he's my white whale. I keep trying to pin him down and he's untenable, but it's okay. I'm gonna this. push him. I'm gonna push him. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna, I'm gonna text him right after this. I'm gonna be like, bro, do it's me a so solid. <laughs> do me a solid right now. We'll get him, we'll get him on. But it was really funny because I was pulling club earlier. Is like, well, I want to be able to go. He's having some issues right now. And um, we both have children with autism. And it takes, you know, it takes both of us trying to balance out. Like, I've got five kids. She's got, you know, seizures. Five, and five kids? Yeah. Wow. That's, you're, you're, you're the, you're the hero. You're <laughs> like, that, that's awesome. That's so cool. Five kids and you're just amazing. Good for you. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. But, um, I told her, I was like, you know, it's okay. I've got this. She's like, well, maybe I could get his rep and stuff. And I was like, no, 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 no. I'm going to, I'm going to win him over by a meme I just made. And she's like, you did what? And I was like, I made a meme and it's great. Uh, it's got like 
Moby Dick, he's white whale jumping out of the water and I've got his name on it. And then I've got, it's got like all these like harpoons sticking out of it. And I'm like, Brandon, Casper, Jennifer. That's awesome. Damn it, like all in it. And I'm like, okay, what do I have to do to try to pet you? I love um, it. Yeah, so it's fun. But I like that you, that the, the, the genuine grit and determination. I was, um, Pop had just talked to Jason Mitchell um, on his new movie, uh, Call Her King. And um, I was editing the, the audio today. And one of the things he said was like, you've always got to have like that plan B, but it's not something you want to be doing. Like he hit rock bottom too. And he's been pushing doing work for free and things like that to kind of yeah. get out there. And he's like, I have a moving company where I drive the trucks and I just move people as my, yeah. my backup plan until things, you know, take off. Um, and I'm like, that's, you know, that's what we do. Like, I'm a writer and I'm not going anywhere, but you know, one day, maybe if I try hard enough and I keep going. And I think the end of the day, it's um, at least I can go to bed knowing I did everything I can yes. to propel myself. Yes. Even if nothing comes of it, I did everything I possibly could to do that thing and, and strive for those goals and my dreams. And the See Indiana and Jones and the Dial of Destiny with a free Fandango movie ticket when you spend $35 at Applebee's. Applebee's, we would like you to no, what is <laughs> Did you hear that? I was like, I was like, where, where did that random commercial come from? <laughs> I was like, are you, are, you, are you cutting for a break? You got Applebee's to sponsor the show? That's phenomenal. <laughs> Applebee's, you got a free um and Harrison Ford, you have to come on the show now because um we just advertised for you. But I, I know <laughs> that's hilarious. What a mess. I'm leaving that in. I'm not editing that out. That was amazing. Yeah, no, you, you should you, you should. That was hilarious. Oh, how chaotic but the interviews go for us. It's yeah, great. so it's random. I was, I was the whole what? It's like like we need this moment right now we're getting serious let me just you know comical re comic relief right there yeah exactly <laughs> exactly but um, you know to your point i really i think it's so important that you love what you do and it's it's gonna come you know i i really believe in like the secret and and manifestation and um if you believe that you can do it and you really want it from inside you know not this fake bs right? I want to be famous. I want to be, you know, do you really want to do it? And why do you want to do it? What is your motivation? It's going to happen for you. You just stick with it. It's going to happen. It's just like, hit it, hit it, hit it, do it. Like when yeah. I first started this whole thing, it was really funny because uh, Pup was like, okay, well, we need to start getting some interviews. And I was like, oh. so then I started messaging people on Instagram. I was like, hey, you want to come on our show? And she's like, you don't do it that way. And I was like, there's a way to do it. That's how, that's how I would have started. I would have started the same way. I would have, I would have just started be like, Hey, you know, sometimes you have to break the, break the rules. It's not in a bad way. Right. It's yeah. like, I, I, I believe in that because that's my, my whole philosophy is, is just kind of like, go and try it and do it. Don't just talk about it, go and do it. Right. Yeah. You know, my first, well, after this movie, I I needed to figure out how do you really make a movie? 
because I I didn't have the physical production. I didn't know how to do that. So then my next movie was like focusing on how do I physically produce a movie? I knew the business side of it, but then you got to learn the physical, physical production. So just go and do it. It's the most important thing. And I think on that, I'm going to go ahead and touch. I, I love your Instagram, by the way. I love that I stumbled upon it because with the whole go and do and the, and the, and the being involved thing, that's something that I can absolutely say 100% is it's all about the heart. It's about supporting the people who you're helping to bring about this, you know, this piece of art that is, you know, so many people's hearts are involved in it. Um, you know, their, their brainchild, their dreams, their hopes and everything's like all involved. And that is not lost on you. And I love that. There's something to be said about, and I've always felt this way growing up is like, there's something you said about a leader who will lead while being in the trenches with you. They're not in some corporate office you know, calling the shots, they're down there and they're actually in it with, you know, everybody who, you know, is, is invested in the whole project. And that's something that I absolutely adore about your Instagram is it's like, okay, we're, we're, we're scouting locations now. Okay. Well, I'm sitting here with, with Lou and, you know, we're just got done filming, you know, Blood yeah. Hunt and, you know, and you're in the rain and you're muddy and, <laughs> but you're in it with them. And that's something that I do have to commend you on. And that's what I love about particularly the indie community is like everybody has a job, but they will overlap each other and pick up where somebody else might need, be needing help or be struggling. And it doesn't matter who it is. It, it's you, you know, the, the producer or an executive producer on the film and you're down there and you're doing that. Um, so kudos. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I found it that, very important to when you're when you're given a gift of the ability to make a movie financially and you're able to put all this together i want to be able to oversee it right so something's going to happen there's going to be an issue right and i'm talking about a bigger issue you could usually rely on your staff your department heads you know but it does happen so when it does happen like being there with your team and being able to overcome uh, the obstacles together is one of the most important things that you can do. Because believe me, there's been a lot of fires. You know, you lose location, you're, you're, you're like, what are you going to do last minute? I only have 14 days to shoot a movie. You know, we lost a location on the flood and it was a police station because all the police uh, ended up getting COVID. So we couldn't, we couldn't use it. So what are we going to do? We have to scramble, you know, and, and it's relying on all your team members to come together, but ultimately the producer is the one that has to make the decision on like, where are you going to go? Because you're already spending money. What are you going to do? Right. And that, I think it's brilliant. And that's a really good little tidbit on the flood that I didn't know because I was watching it. I was like, oh, it looks legit. You know, like you guys did really well with making, with creating that space the way it, yeah, thank you, know, you. It, it, you know, the way that it, you would think it would look like if you were filming at a legitimate, you know, police department location yeah. where everybody didn't have COVID. We call it, we call it, it's like a, uh, it was a bathtub set. Like yeah. literally it was a blending of a practical building 
And then we built sets in this building that we could flood up and down. And so each floor, like the bottom floor, because it's weight bearing, I could go high, I could go high, I could go up to shoulder length in, in, in water. But as you go up, you know, so that's kind of how you have to structure your, your, your shooting is that the higher the floors, the less amount of water that you could bring inside the building. So there's so many like small details that went into this movie uh, because it's a water movie. Mm-hmm. It was a very, very difficult task at an independent level, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I, I mean, you just look at like, let's see, what like his most epic water movie ever, like Titanic with James Cameron and how yeah. he had his set and everything like that and what they all had to do. To, to do something like you did on the budget that you did and it being what it was, it's phenomenal because it Thank was you. an amazing, uh, it was an amazing watch as far as that's concerned. Really um, appreciate who, who brought, how, how did you come about in being involved in the flood? Did Brandon sure. be like, hey, by the way, I've got this? Yeah, no, um, it actually came about through my longtime friend and sales company, uh, Jordan Dykstra at Filmbridge International. He had the script, The Flood, uh, that Chad and Josh wrote. And he said, Damon, I got one for you. So when my sales company says they have something that is very feel feels like it's very sellable i'm like let's do it i it it doesn't take a lot of convincing for me if the salesperson is trying to push it so i took it from the sales company and then i went and and started making it so then it was approaching brandon and saying hey brandon you want to do the flood and then he said, yes. So then we attached Brandon. We let him go over it, make some notes. Then it, then it was, who are we going to put in it? So, uh, you know, I, I, I called Casper, worked with Casper before, uh, worked with Nikki before, you know, worked with Lewis before. And it was a very, like, just we knew that it was going to be a very hard shoot. So we needed to be bringing in a lot of people that aren't, are like superhero actors that will get in the trenches, will roll around in the, the, the water, will roll around, do stunts, do wire work, and be happy about it, you know, and, 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 and just great actors. So that's- Yeah, it, it helps too, because you guys have all worked together. It's kind of like a family dynamic in the yeah. sense of everything flows and you know how everybody's going to be. And then it takes some of the pressure off of, you know, like Brandon or you even, because you can already rely and know where they're at and what they're going to be doing. Um, I like that you're explaining all of the stuff that goes into being a producer, because like, that's one of the things that you hear is like in, in LA, everybody is trying to be- Everybody's a producer. Everybody's a producer. (laughs) Everybody is this. Yeah. Um, And it's, it's frustrating on a, on so many levels, and I can understand this kind of because I took a um, a, a photo uh, a photojournalism class, and I learned how to work with you know thirty five millimeter film and and developing the film and all of that like red dark room all of that. Uh, like I had rolling the film into the canister, develop it in the absolute dark, like memorized. Right. Um, and now like thirty five millimeter cameras are obsolete. 
in a lot of ways. And so now everybody's got point and click or like these nice iPhones that are like, oh, we take fantastic photos and we can edit yeah. them for you like as you take them. And it's like, okay, well, uh, everybody is a photographer now. But I mean, the, the fact that you've got so much precariously balancing is phenomenal for somebody like me because I'm sitting here like I could never in a million years. You, can, you, you, you could, well, I, I understand that in the sense because my relationship to that is I cannot do what Brandon does. Okay. I can't, I'm not a director. I don't think like a director. I don't think like, I don't have that vision. You know, directors are like, oh, I'm cutting it in my head and it's like this and that. And I'm like, beyond me, bro. So I understand what you're saying. Um, you know, I have my, my specialty is blending the business, the business side and the creative, right? And I understand all the physical aspects of production. That's what makes me really good. I, I don't need to read a script. I could, I could just have it broken down and understand what is the cost of it, reverse engineer it, know who I need to put in it for value wise, and then make it. So um, we all have our specialties. And, yeah. and to your point, that's like, it's all and that's all about finding what do you love to do, right? Mm -hmm. What do you love doing? Yeah, yeah, where your where your where your strong suit is and where you're playing to your greater self, because exactly. your greater self is there. Yeah, you just got to find it. and You got to play to it. Totally. Um, yeah. So, okay. Um, I have to say that watching the movie, I there's so many movies that you've made and I'm sitting here like trying to like pinpoint some that I'm like, these are really great. <laughs> I want to talk about them all with you right now. Um, but can you tell me a little bit about um, Blood Hunt? Because like I've been watching that as it's been going. It, can, you, yeah. can you share anything? Sure, of course. <laughs> um, so Blood Hunt is a very special movie for us at Hillen Entertainment. Um, we we wanted to blend supernatural, which I really love supernatural. And also world war two is a very, uh, special endearing topic for me. Right. It's, I feel like there's so much bravery on, on all, all points, right. Even the Japanese to like, there's bravery, just humans. Um, so we decided to blend world war two and supernatural werewolves and what we did is uh on the werewolves we went practical this is not these are not cgi werewolves um we spent a lot of money in creating werewolf suits that have mechanical faces so there's a stunt guy that is inside the werewolf suit and the the mold of the werewolf suit was created specifically for that stunt person so it took months and months to develop the suits um the mechanical face is controlled by a remote control so in order to operate a person in a werewolf suit it's you're looking at about four to five people just to operate one suit because they're also on stilts to make them you know, bigger than everybody else. So they're walking around on stilts with a mechanical face and 
what we're doing with these werewolves is we're hooking up, hooking them up with wire work so that we could like throw them across the room and make them jump and, and fly. And um, it was a huge undertaking, very different than, than like the flood, right? It's just something completely different. And, um, you know, we were lucky and blessed to have John Reese Myers. So, you know, he was in the film. Um, and then, you know, Rampage, love working with Rampage. You know, we brought Rampage back for the movie. And then Louis Mandalore was also in, 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 in Blood Hunt as well. So uh, the film, we're just wrapping it up right now. It's almost, it's almost done. I think you're gonna love it. I think it's one of the best films that we've made. And I'm really looking forward to, to sharing it with everyone. I love that stuff. And I'm so happy that you're bringing that back. And Brandon and I were talking about this like a while back when we were, I was doing Frost interviewing him for that. But I miss that stuff. Like I miss that tangibility of, you know, instead of the CGI stuff. So I'm super excited about this because. You, you know what it is, is it's taking the leap of doing practical is very hard because at an independent producer level, you don't have the ability for mistakes. So if I go practical and it turns out not very, like, we just blew our money. Like, how are we going to fix this? What are we going to do? And then it's even worse. So like we gambled in a very uh, logical gambling, I would say, because we have the artist and we knew that we could pull it off, but it's still like, what is it going to look like? Um, so really happy with the outcome. That's exciting. And I'm really excited to see like all these people. And I love that uh, Louis is, 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 this is first directed film, right? He, like, he directed two, two for me. He did okay. uh, Three Days in Malay. Right, which, that one's coming out. Yeah, that one's coming out in August. Uh, Saban and Welgo. Uh, and then uh, he did Operation Blood Hunt. Okay. So where can people find you and connect with you? Yeah, so mostly uh, social media, Damon Hillen on Instagram or on TikTok, also Damon Hillen. Uh, on TikTok, I like to get into behind the scenes, like what we're doing, right? So my TikTok videos are very geared towards like, you know, day three, look, we're training for uh, this stunt scene, or we're starting an epic, uh, you know, shot in a film. Like I'm always doing behind the scenes with TikTok. So those two, Instagram or, or TikTok. Yeah. And your uh, entertainment uh, company is hillen-entertainment.com, right? Yeah, hillen-entertainment.com. That's correct. No, correct. Okay. Just wanted yeah. to make sure. I was trying to remember. Like, Yeah, there's a dash in it. Somebody there's took Hillen Entertainment. What's up with that? Why would somebody like, that's my, come on. Somebody already got it. I was all, what? Um, so when does the flood come out? Uh, July 14th. Oh, that's going to be a perfect one. Like, like for yeah, when does it come out? No, July 14th. <laughs> somewhere in there. <clears throat> Pardon me. Yeah, somewhere in there. Month of, month of July. Yeah, month July, of July. July 14th. It's, it's a great month because it's going to be all sorts of 
swampy and sweaty in Louisiana with yeah exactly. for this release because um anyway I would like to for a brief second talk about the actual movie um but the flood uh which stars uh Casper Van Dien it stars Louis Mandalore it yes. stars um Owen O'Brien um and then it has Nikki Whelan in it yes and it's like it's a critter feature action thriller so it's really uh it's you know as you can tell if you look at the uh, thing it's alligators and those things are terrifying just on their own um so that it was a really fun movie for that because i'm sitting here like with the special effects and stuff and the acting it's doing those like flips when the alligator is flipping you i was sitting there like it was like oh and i was sitting there like watching him whenever it was his scene and he was sitting there like and then he started, I was like, oh my goodness, like, yeah. how, how did that, how did they manage to do, to flip we, themselves We so actually, fast? we rigged, we rigged the talent with wires. Oh. So we're spinning them. The stunt team is, is really, the, you know, they're on the ground spinning as quickly as they can. So Devany Penn, when she, in the opening scene, she's spinning like she wanted yeah. to do that stunt she was all for it she crushed it um and that those are the kind of the lengths that these actors went to in this film uh to really sell you know getting eaten by an alligator and that's yeah. what we were really trying to sell is is that it was it was it was insane like i was watching some of these things that the guys were doing and i was like you know um there's a, a specific scene where uh, one gentleman ends up letting go of another gentleman, and that yes. guy sits there and is just defending himself against these, you know, horrible man-eating like alligators. Yes. And that scene, I was sitting there just watching that. And I was like, oh my goodness! Like, I would, I, I would just be screaming, and um, that would be it. I'd be like, you know, terabate, and that's it. So the acting was phenomenal throughout the whole process and everything. Um, and I have to give props for an Irish man, an Irish bloke, learning how to speak with a Cajun accent. That oh, was yeah. phenomenal. Yep. That was great. So kudos there. Um, and if you guys like to uh, follow, uh, there's going to be a lot more fun things coming out of Helen Entertainment. Um, I don't want to spoil too much, but I do need about three uh, three days in Malay and then, you know, Blood Hunt. Um, so y'all guys keep your ears and eyes open for that. Um, and I would love to have you back just to just talk about the process and, and all of this other stuff. And you have to tell Lewis to come in and see me. I, I'm going to. I'm going to text him right now. I'm going to. I'm going to let him know. I'm going to say, "Hey, guess what? Yeah, guess what? It's your turn now. I've run yeah, out of exactly. people. You're the last one. Exactly. <laughs> but I'll let you go. I know you're busy. You're always go go go. I uh, don't know where you get the energy from. Uh, I would like to harness it somehow. Maybe bottle it, smack a label <laughs> on it. Yeah. You know, and then sell it might be a good option for you you are so kind and sweet and i appreciate you very much and uh anytime you know i'm here thank you yeah and i look forward to talking to you again
All right. Well, thank you so much. You have a great rest of your day. Of course. You too. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. This has been an Odd Imagination production. Here at Odd Imagination, you'll find book, film, television, and product reviews, as well as roundtable discussions, current events, and hot topics. We are advocates for equality and the freedom to be who you are, no matter what. Odd Imagination gets its name from autism and imagination, two things that are very important to us. If you would like more information on Odd Imagination and the podcasts that we host on our website, you can visit oddimagination.org. A-U-T-I-M-A-G-I-N-A-T-I-O-N dot org.